Welcome back to Title Talk, everyone. This is part two of our preseason preview of the 53-man roster. I am here with the cowardly Alonzo, formerly Alonzo in NFL. I want to get to Verno. I want to I I have like the Verno intro that he does with Kevin O'Connor, where I just call you something very cowardly, like three or four names. I got to figure Formerly Alonzo NFL, currently Alonzo International, always uh, Alonzo Mexican, always uh, Alonzo Wall. Um, I don't know, something you could come up with something. You're a funny guy. We know that. Your four thousand Twitter followers know that, by the way. Shout out to your clout. Ooh. Little Bryce bit of clout. clout. Bryce and clout. Bryce and clout. Bryce and clout. Hey, I had a tweet with one point four million impressions. One point four million people saw my tweet. It was a pretty good day. It's not that bad. Not that bad. Bryson, what does the word government mean to you? Well, you see, government was a thought created by bees because they have sort of a, a hierarchy with worker bees, the queen bee, which serves with the president, et cetera, et cetera. So I have a hatred of bees because bees actually like started the control of the entire universe as we know it, in case you didn't know. Bryson woke. <laughs> Very much woke, sir. And I'm I'm reading your list on the defense. It seems that you are very woke as well. Let's get started oh. with, the, with the defensive tackles, except for you left someone out, and I'm not going to let you get away with it. So let's go. Oof. Lawrence okay. Guy, amazing. Adam Butler, lock. lock. Mike Pennell, lock. Lock. And then we have the, the battle. Spot. One more spot. Cowart versus Shelton. Personally, in this in this battle, I'm going to take Shelton. Shelton was pretty good last year in his little role. It doesn't mean much, I guess. He's a rotational defensive tackle, but when he was in the game, their their run defense was a lot better for what it's worth than when he was out. I think I don't know if you remember or not early in this early in the season he had like he had this dumb penalty and he got benched for a game. Do you remember this? Vaguely, I think he got benched for Miami. I think so. yeah, that was it. It was a Miami game, which by the way, the run defense Pittsburgh. was ass. Run yeah, they, was they, they, the run defense was ass for both those games. And then Adrian Claiborne got benched, and everything was fixed. But there were still people that wanted to pay him like five million bucks this year. Mm. Yeah, I hate to see that. All right, so tell us about coward. Anyways, coward. Okay. Yeah. Look, for me, I think Danny Shelton during training camp and during the preseason is going to be better than Coward. Uh, so I think I probably should have Shelton, should have had Shelton on my 53. Bryson did. I mean, I just wanted to get Coward. I wanted to keep Coward in the Pats organization. And again, if these were our calls, I would tell Coward to go like, you know, eat a bad salad and I would put him on IR with an onus and just, yeah, he has the Foxborough flu and that's it. But if Cowart has more long-term upside than Shelton and he's going to be cheaper than Shelton and um, he's like 80% of the player Shelton is, which I don't like that might seem aggressive, but at the same time, Shelton was a free agent pretty deep into the off season this year. It's not like he's a dominant 
nose tackle type player. Okay, he's not Snacks Harrison. Byron he? Howard, he's, he's not. He's not Snacks Harrison, breaking news. So Byron Howard was actually the, first, the number one recruit in his high school class. And peak in high he school. was starting to play. Major. He did, unfortunately, peak in high school. But he's one of those high pedigree guys the Pats got um, that the Pats typically go for in trades like for veteran players. But this is a guy at Maryland he was starting to produce. And I think the Patriots typically get the best out of these kinds of players. So basically keep an eye on for keep an eye out for Cowart uh, during preseason, during training camp if you're there. Uh, whatever the B reporters are saying about him. He's he's a guy who's just he's on my radar. He's completely on my radar. Absolutely. I would not mind at all. If Coward made the team instead of Sheldon, it's not gonna. I'm not gonna like be mad about it or anything like that. It's it's a run stopping defensive tackle. It'll be okay. Exactly, exactly. Like if you can skimp on a position, it's your third rotational defensive tackle. Um, in a pass heavy league, when Adam Butler could probably take some of those snaps anyways, and yeah, it's no biggie. All right, we've got Edge here. Four players. Michael Bennett, who uh, literally every time I see Michael Bennett and Patriots-related things, I'm like, oh, yeah, Michael Bennett's on the team. I totally forgot, and I do it every yeah. time. It's literally yeah. every day. Michael Love Bennett, it. Chase Vinovich, Winovich, however you say his name, John Bitch. Simon, D.H. Wise. Our thoughts. Yeah. So my, you had Derek Rivers on your projection. I went without him on mine. Um, I just it came down to numbers, and it came down to Derek Rivers or Landon Roberts, and Landon Roberts has just like shown himself, shown like proven himself more as an NFL player than Derek Rivers. So I gave the tie to Landon Roberts, knowing that Jamie Collins and Dante Hightower, and Kyle Van Noy can all slide down and play some snaps on the edge and just set the edge and rush from the edge and play all over the front. So that versatility, despite the fact that Roberts doesn't have much, the fact that other players do, um, gave him the edge uh, for me over Rivers. I think Rivers, it's his last chance here, and... He's apparently been pretty underwhelming uh, just from all the times he was healthy scratch last year, despite Belichick was pretty like just effusive in his praises of him last offseason. So I, I would guess they like him as a person, but I don't know as a player how much he's shown. Uh, he had some flashes as a sub-rusher. Again, that's the Adrian Claiborne role. But with all the freaking athletes that they have on that front seven, I don't know if that spot's available for him. Uh, so yeah, he was out. He was he was one of my last out as well. Um, I mean, Bennett, his role is obvious. John Simon's role, if you watch last year's team, is obvious. I think it might expand even this year. And um, Winovich is definitely making the team, uh, barring any type of injury or anything. And uh, and Wise, he'll he'll make the team. 
sure. He's plateaued and he's like a mediocre player, but he'll make the team. And I hope he gives 91 back to Jamie Collins. Because yes. Jamie Collins is badass in 91. It will be the best thing he's ever done is give 91 back to Jamie Collins. Dude, Dietrich, just like take 94. You'll look good in 94. Give Jamie 91, please. <laughs> Everyone will literally want you off the team by week two if you don't. Because the first time I'm you not, do little, I'm not the first time he does is like little run, rush past the quarterback thing and knocks oh at the God. edge. That's it. That's it for me. Yeah, I'll be asking if you're wearing 91. If he's wearing 91, yep. I'm calling Derek Rivers. I'm texting yep. him you up on on that Monday morning. <laughs> I'm absolutely texting him. And you're at, your ass is out of here. Give him 91, you coward. Please do. Please do. Also worth mentioning Keontae Davis. Not yes. because he was good last year. He was just like on the team. <laughs> they invested a year of development in him. Every over, time he played, over, he looked completely over overmatched. Yeah. Yeah, he played over River sometimes, and every time he played, he looked completely overmatched. <laughs> so, um, so he's he's like the Patriots still employ him. So he like yeah, just throwing his name out there for, um, for saying that we threw it out there, and also, uh, Ufamba Kamalu because again he was on the fifty-three man roster last year. Crazy. And he won a Super Bowl ring. Yeah. Great. Uh, I guess he, he might make the team. He might. He actually might. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think both of us think a lot differently about the edge players, especially because the Patriots, we're going to talk about, have linebackers that can also set the edge and play on the edge. Exactly. And they have. So. And they do. Like, Kyle Van Noy plays a lot on the edge. Yes. John Simon, John Simon, you can call him an edge player because John Simon is never going to line up as an off-ball linebacker. But John Simon is a linebacker. He's not like him and Michael Bennett don't play the same position. We just like categorize him in the same way because it's easy to do. And because we know that John Simon is not going to be the Mike. Right. Yeah. So that's that. The Patriots defense defense is going to be able to confuse so many quarterbacks. Dude, they could throw out fronts. Like on passing downs with uh, Jawan Bentley, Jamie Collins, Calvin Noy, Dante Hightower, uh, John Simon. This is just like five guys roaming around the line of scrimmage with Michael Bennett is the one down lineman. So what is that? Six players and then a nickel defense, like a nickel secondary behind them? What the fuck do you even do? You make it a dime and put Chung down there and Instead of one of the linebackers and just add a corner. Yeah, good luck. Because, by the way, yeah. you also have Stephon Gilmore back there covering your best receiver. Yeah, take him out of the game. He's out. Oh, man. I love this defense. All right, let's, this is going to be fun. Let's talk about the linebackers then. So, the linebackers are absolutely stacked this year. They got a familiar friend back in the group. We just talked oh, about baby. him. Mr. Oh, Number, Mr. 91. We love him going to be 91. Six linebackers Alonzo has here. Juwan Bentley, Kyle Van Noy, Dante Hightower. Skinny, we should say, Dante Hightower. Yes. Refurbished Jamie Collins. Yes. Sane Jamie Collins. Sane Jamie Collins. Without M- the mentally bag stable Jamie Collins. Mentally stable. We love to see that. 
And yes. you also have um, a Landon Roberts removed from Matt Patricia, so he actually knows how to play football now. Yes, excellent. And then, and then our special teams linebacker, Brandon King. At this time last year, we were all getting hype over Marquise Flower and Nick Grigsby. We were like, Ooh. man, I don't know. These, these guys can cover. I don't know. It's going to be fun. <laughs> oh my god dude at this time last year at this time last year i was trying to like find ways to get Jawan bentley off the roster oh by the way that's another reason that i put Byron coward on there the bats actually like targeted him they traded up for him and they drafted him in the fifth round they never draft players in the fifth round they drafted Jawan bentley in the fifth round and we were still trying to get rid of him so yeah that's enough that's just a tangent we were trying to get Bentley off the team because he's just not athletic and because we thought he couldn't cover. And then literally by week one in passing situations, he was their top linebacker. So we're idiots and we have no idea what we're talking about. Exactly. Which is why we have our own podcast. Fuck yes. <laughs> also have another question as, as to um, a little camp battle that might, might just happen. Christian Camps yeah. versus Alain This was Roberts. a great idea by you. This was a great, 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 great thought by you. And I'm going to throw Therese Hall in there. Mike Reese had the Pats targeting him in the draft. Um, in his Sunday notes, like the week before the draft, the Pats, like Gerard Mayo, flew out to work him out. Undrafted linebacker, I think, from Missouri. They gave him a pretty big signing bonus. Uh, and we don't have any undrafted free agents uh, making the team, but one always does, and I guess this guy might have a a, a decent chance to be that guy. Um, yeah, yeah, that battle. I guess it would be Roberts, uh, Sam, and Hall. So the case for keeping Sam or Hall would be over Roberts. Is that Roberts probably won't play much, and he'll probably be a healthy scratch at least to start off the season, uh, considering, you know, the presence of Hightower, Van Noy, Collins, and Bentley. And if you're going to have that, like, just player sitting there and he has no value on special teams and he's in the last year of his contract, just why not make it a player with three years left under contract who you could develop, who might not be close to and Roberts as a player right now, but could develop into that over the life of his contract and with Van Noy expiring after this season his contract and Jamie Collins only on a one-year deal and Hightower getting pretty expensive after this season like you could talk yourself into the value of keeping a guy who's under contract for more years over a guy who probably won't play much and only has one year under contract left. So yeah, that's what the call would come down to. What if I told you there was a 3 to 5% chance the Patriots deal their newly skinny Dante Hightower? I was going to say that I put him in a, in a category of possible shocking trader cut because people, if we did a mailbag about training camp, how many, um, what do you see as a surprise cut? Or what do you see as a surprise trade possibility? Like, Hightower is the obvious one, I think, for this year. He was 
pedestrian in the regular season last year. It has been well chronicled on this podcast. He was great in the playoffs. If you can get good value for him based on what he was in the playoffs, with as deep as they are at linebacker currently, like, I don't know. Maybe. I could see it. You could get a, a good starting caliber tight end or wide receiver. Maybe an offensive tackle. Like, why not? He's a I possibility. Think if you ask me, he's already gotten the heads up about it. Who? Hightower? Yep. Heads up about what? Bill walked in there. He said, look, got some, we've got some boys coming back. Jamie Collins. You've seen Jawan Billy. You know, the one that wore the dot while you actually were playing. You know that? You remember yeah. that feeling when you did that to Mayo? Now, <laughs> now listen, Hightower. You beefed up a little bit. You know, we really like you. We're gonna we're get, we're not gonna cut you and let you get to a bum team. We're gonna trade you. We're gonna get some value, but just for you, you probably should go on a diet because you you want that money still. You want that little contract extension. You get two year one year left after this on your deal. Just get in good shape. We'll send you to a nice home. We will get some value back. <laughs> He's already talking. I'm telling you, high tower skinny. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. No, I don't think they've talked to him about him. About it. Talk to <laughs> no. him about it. But but if if you're looking for a surprise trade or surprise cut, I really think that that's, that's the one you have to keep an eye on. Um, and despite that, like, assuming they keep the four guys, Hightower and Van Noy, if they're healthy, like, they're the floor. Like, what they had last year is the floor, and it's a really high floor, and it's a really good floor. But the ceiling is, like, if Jawan Bentley can take a step up from where he was last year, and if Jamie Collins can be some version of, like, the 2019 version of 2014 Jamie Collins, that's the ceiling, and that's a ridiculously high ceiling. Yes, it is. Newly motivated Jamie Collins. Skinny Hightower, Calvin Noy absolutely prospering and getting the blessing of Bryson NFL by calling him B <laughs> on Twitter. So he's yes. absolutely he has the he has the opposite of the base god curse. He has the Bryson NFL blessing. And then a Landon Roberts somewhere in the mix with Christian Sam. Yeah. Therese Hall. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Alright, B. <laughs> All right, the next group of the next group we have here corners, the best corner in the NFL, Stephon Gilmore. We know that. Yes, you know sir. Say this next guy's name. Jawan Williams. Jawan Williams. Jonathan. Joe Jones. Jawan Williams. <laughs> Duke Dawson, Keon Crossan, J Mac, and J C Jackson. It's gonna. Be, it's a really solid cornerback room. Really solid. It's not jumbo. It's just cover. Weep about it. Jumbo. They basically are returning like the same group of players. Just Joe Joe Juan. I'm gonna call him. <laughs> and Duke Dawson. I don't yeah. know. Uh, like Duke Alonzo Duke. said. Alonzo said that you know there's probably gonna be a surprise trade from this group. 
No, no, no. It's I haven't. I never said surprise when it came to the corner trade because I've I've been talking about it since they won the Super Bowl. How trading Jonathan Jones just makes the most sense in the world, and the one reason I could see for them keeping Jonathan, besides the fact that trades in the NFL are like few and far between, and the fact that um, Jonathan Jones is a really good player. The reason I could see them keeping him and valuing him even more than they currently do is the fact that Tyreek Hill just got not suspended. And Jonathan Jones, his greatest value to the Patriots is covering Tyreek Hill and being the guy that, you know, he'll get help from DMAC and from Harmon when they play the Chiefs. But he's going to be the guy that covers Tyreek Hill. Like, that's going to be his role against the Chiefs. And in all likelihood, right now, just the way things are shaping up, the Patriots are going to have to play the Chiefs if they want to get back to the Super Bowl. So why trade the guy that's going to cover Tyreek Hill, who's the most like important, crucial weapon on the Chiefs? Lombardi always says that you're competing against eight teams. And if your greatest competitor in conference has the most explosive player in the NFL, why are you going to trade the guy that covers him? That's the case for keeping Jonathan Jones. The case for trading him is pretty straightforward. Right now we have the Patriots keeping seven corners. That would be like borderline unprecedented for them, if not just entirely unprecedented for him. And they drafted Duke Dawson to play in the slot last year. Jonathan Jones plays in the slot and Duke Dawson was a second round pick. So, like, and they have currently the best corner in the NFL in Gilmore. Jason McCourty is going to make the team based on his contract. J.C. Jackson was a complete stud last year, and like, he's also a trade candidate, but that's less likely. Um, that would be more of a surprise. Um, they just drafted Jawan Williams in the second round, so there was those are four locks. Keon Crossan was a special teams ace, and I just mentioned Dawson. So Jones would kind of seem to be the odd man out and the quintessential Pats trade candidate. Um, That's the case for trading him, but the case against trading him got a lot more compelling today, I think, with the Tyreek Hill news. J.C. Jackson, trade candidate. You're not wrong. It's just a little weird that the Patriots draft a matchup corner. Who, who guarded Kels last year? J.C. Jackson. Mm, Jumbo. And then who did they draft? A corner that probably is going to draft Kels? Not draft, but guard Kels? What? He There's is one. probably going to cover... He profiles as a player who could be used in the same way Brandon Bol- Brandon Browner, not Bolden, Brandon Browner was in 2014, and Brandon Browner covered tight ends, and J.C. Jackson covered tight ends in the playoff run. So, yeah, maybe my thought was maybe they want to play Jawan on the boundary, or maybe they want to keep J.C. on the boundary, but they also brought back McCourty, and like maybe they want to play McCourty in the slot. I don't know. but And maybe they just wanted another corner because corners are the most important players on a defense. But you're right. It's weird. It's fishy. And JC has character concerns. Put it that way. I'm watching you, Bill Belichick. I see what you're doing over there. Yeah. 
I'm yeah. watching. Yeah. Belichick Just... trading the second best corner on the roster. BB out. <laughs> oh my god Belichick oh my god you're so that's definitely gonna happen that's definitely you're gonna, you're gonna have everyone asking why why did they trade this like PFF phenom you know all those Pats fans who, who watched like four games last season and who they're on Pats Twitter and they follow PFF Patriots and they think JC Jackson's legitimately like one of the five best corners in the NFL they're like why are they trading JC Jackson BB out this is bad so stupid. You can see it. The narrative is like no, right there. It's gonna be me. I'm gonna do it right after this podcast. I'm gonna tweet Belichick trading us. <laughs> Brady has to deal with Bill Belichick trading the second best corner on his team and possibly the second best possibly corner in the, in the NFL. This is what Tom Brady has to deal with. Belichick out. I've had enough. Let's go. All right, Let's lines go. up. Corner set. We love our corners. Probably the best group on the team. Best position group we have on our team. Our team, we have. We? God. We. Ours? We. Yeah. Probably the best position group on the Patriots. And I would venture to say maybe the deepest position group in the NFL. You could call that hyperbole. I don't really care. They have. They had like four awesome contributors from last year with a core special teams piece and two second round picks from the past two years. Not included in that, like, real contributors from last year. So I think it might be the deepest position group in the NFL. You can weep. Mm. I love to see it. We've come yeah. a long way, Alonzo. We've come a long way. We just did our, our best of 2010 and all. <gasps> Yeah, come a there. long way from Julian Edelman in the slot covering that combo. <laughs> Julian Edelman, Matt Slater, did so much more than Jordan Richards ever did. <laughs> they were better defensive players than Jordan Richards. I can't say the same as for Marquise Cole, though. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Oh, God. All right, safety. Julian Edelman did a better job covering Cole than Cole. Just for the record. Safety. Julian Edelman, <laughs> now. Devin McCourty. Patrick Chung, Deron Harmon, Nate Ebner, Terrence Brooks. That would be five. Yes. Not, probably really not much to argue about here. No. What do you think? Yeah, no. Not much to argue. These five players are going to be on the team. Um, Nate Ebner might start on PUP. Uh, that might be the best way to sneak like Derek Rivers or... Obi Melifon Wu onto the roster. I would love Obi to stick somehow. I think he's just so fun and such a freak athlete, and I I just want him to stick. He he could be the Chung here, like it's on the table that he is. He was so misused in Oakland that it, who's to say he can't be like a really good box safety? I don't know. That's. I just that that's a possibility still for me with how his career turns out. Um, so I'd love to keep him right now. I didn't put him on. It's a numbers crunch. Um, McCordy, Chung, and Harmon are locks unless someone gets traded, which I don't see it. But maybe they move John Jones back to safety, and one of maybe Harmon gets traded. I don't know. I don't see it. Is the bottom John line. Crawford safety. You're Dawson at safety, you're right. Uh, 
yeah, Terrence Brooks is going to make the team. He got $1.3 million guaranteed. That's a massive guarantee in relation to whether or not a player is safe to make the team. Uh, he was also a complete stud as a special teamer with the Jets last year. And with the hype that the Pat special teams units usually get. It was bad. No, it was bad last year. It was 100% bad last year. But Terrence Brooks, if he's like, if he leads the NFL in special team tackles this year, as a Patriot, he's going to make like the all-pro team. I'm not even kidding. Okay. It, just if a Patriot, if like Patriot X leads the NFL in special team tackles, that player is going to make the all-pro team. Just because they, how do the voters vote on it? Are they really like breaking down tape of all the gunners in the NFL? No. They're just no names. That's why Matt Slater's made the Pro Bowl and all pro so many times. No, he actually made the Pro Bowl because of the Matt Slater bombs that are amazing. I mean, Matt Slater's goat, don't get me wrong, but people also go for names, and some of those names are team names and reputation. So, yeah, safety is very easy. More of the same, just adding Brooks. Good yeah. to see Ebner around. He's a solid player, I guess. Patrick Chung sure. in the hybrid nickel player role. Amazing. Yep. Yeah, just solid players, solid good players here at safety. No 100%. real. I mean, do you really. Devin McCourty's not getting traded. Pat no, I, I, I sent it in. With Hightower, I sent it in with Hightower as a possible surprise trade. Maybe, and I mean, when I typed it, maybe, Hightower made so much more sense. With DMAX salary, if a team would be willing to bring it on, I would do it. Only because I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident the team could find a free, another free safety. Or they could, they could just play John Jones. They played John Jones at safety in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and he has like athletic traits, and Jaron Harmon, or they could just play less three safety. It's, I don't know. It would be, it would be harder. Like just with the personnel they have, they would have to switch things up. But I'm not gonna say that DMAC would be easy to replace, but it's not hard to see how they can move on from him, and be like fine with as deep as how their as their secondary is. They're they're better with the Mac though. Yeah, of course. All right, so now we get into the specialist. I'm gonna come to the phone and fist fight you over the punter situation here. Oh. All right, so we have Stephen Guskowski, Lock. notable notable Super Bowl. Stephen Guskowski, by the way, <sighs> never never forget. Along Heart attack. Has, uh, Joe Cardona, we all know our long snapper. Navy yes. guy. Go Navy. Yes. PBL. And, and Alonzo has not the not not the handsome left left footed punter. Handsome. He's got the he's got the exact opposite. These these guys actually look alike, Jake Bailey and Ryan Allen. He's got, <laughs> he's got Jake Bailey on the team. He's right footed. He puts weird spin on the ball. He's a coward. He's a big he's got a big leg. But in my opinion, Right now, all day in my heart, 
Brian Allen. It may not make sense financially or anything like that. No sense. But he was the MVP of the 2017 AFC Championship game. Pay this man. Open the bank. Take the dollar. Pay this man. Open the bank. Write him a yeah. check. Yeah. Look, this is what I think will happen, not what I think should happen. Again, pointing that out. I've used that very liberally because I also, like, I did the Byron Coward thing, and I don't think that he'll make the team over Shelton. But in any case, like, I think that um, the Pats traded up for Jake Bailey in the fifth round, and Jake Bailey punts the football. And the Patriots traded up for him in the fifth round, and they barely committed anything to Ryan Allen. So as much as I love Ryan Allen, and I love Ryan Allen, the guy, it's kind of like he shows up for big games. He's a punter, and he's a big game punter. Um, he doesn't have the biggest leg, but it's fine because he's an awesome directional kicker. Um, but Jake Bailey at Stanford a, Jake Bailey has, like, a Johnny Hecker-type leg. It's just a monster, monster leg. Um, or Michael Dixon, the guy in Seattle. He's, like, Jake Bailey's really, there's no question in terms of power um, yeah, when it comes to Bailey versus Allen. Uh, the question with Bailey's is directional ability and situational ability. Uh, that's what I'm going to be watching in camp. But I think his draft status and the fact that they save money um, picking him over Allen, for me, that's what gives him the edge uh, in this competition, at least going into camp. He's in the favorite for me. Mm. I still have Ryan Allen as a favorite. He's a champ. Big Ryan, Ryan Allen stand. Left-footed. Amazing. Handsome. Great punter. I'm rooting for you, Ron. I'm fine either way. Oh. I'm fine either way. Oh, my gosh. Big game, Ron Allen? I don't, look, I don't have any strong opinions on this. I think Bailey is probably going to be better. <laughs> but Brian Allen's awesome in big games. And who's to say Bailey won't be? But I don't know. I'm, I'm just indifferent. They'll be. I think fine either way. I am now angry. Ryan Allen, Ryan Allen not on my team? What? Weep. No, I agree with you. Weep, it'll prob- coward. It'll probably, Jake, it'll probably be Jake Bailey, and I'll hate it. And every time he makes a mistake, I'm going to be tweeting BB out. I don't... I'm not opposed to it. <laughs> I'm, I'm still, like... I'm still really shocked that they took a fucking punter in the fifth round when the yes. punter they have just had a fucking incredible playoff run. Chess. Like what? Chess. Yeah. BB. BB out, baby. Another chess. I'm also, Alonzo, talking about the defense, just really, really looking forward to see, like, especially in the preseason. Remember how the preseason game started and everyone was talking about how the how the defense was just different with Flores, and then we saw the preseason. It looked different. Yes. I'm interested in seeing this roster and, and just watching the preseason games and thinking how much different it looks without Flores, without Patricia, but with Belichick there instead. Yeah, that's a great point, bro. 
that's a really, really great point. Oh, I know, I know, I know. I'm shaking moms right now up and down sitting celebration. Good, good, good. You deserve it. Celebrate it. Seriously, seriously. Though, remember how remember how excited we were when we no, saw. You're, you're I right. I remember sitting there the first preseason game. It was the it was it the Philly 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 Philly, Philly no Philly was the second. I think the Redskins were the first. Redskins the Panthers, first. The Panthers the right. Panthers game was the third. Third yes. I'm, I still remember the, every one of those games I'm watching on my laptop and thinking, man, this defense. And just like, it was just so yeah. nerdy and stupid, but it ended, up, it ended up being true. Like, the defense ended up being just like that. It was awesome. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Um, and they were, like, they were preseason aggressive. And you had Adrian Claiborne, like, coming off and forcing Nick Foles strip sacks. Really doing Matt Patricia no favors with how they looked in the preseason. That was fun. Take me back to that. Yeah, how they change, how they change. Right. Yeah, how they change, like, stylistically. It'll be interesting to see that, how that develops throughout the course of the season. Like I mentioned earlier on in the pod, um, the kind of, like, muddle front looks that they could throw out there with all the linebackers to just confuse the shit out of quarterbacks and offensive coordinators and whatnot. Uh, That really, they hadn't done much of any of that until the Minnesota game, I want to say, last year. So they're going to just find new wrinkles throughout the season. But I want to see how these guys look. And I want to see, things always get weird. Like, right now we think we know that these are, there's like a short list of what 59 players who have a real legit shot to make the team. That's not actually the case. And we think that because we have much less information than the actual people running the football team and just how, how they use players and um, who plays when, who plays with the starters, how deep is JC Jackson playing in the games? How deep is Duke Dawson playing in the games? The depth of their secondary um, how they view them, how does Jawan Williams look uh, against NFL competition, where are they playing Jawan Williams, just all that stuff to me is super interesting. Ooh, can't wait. Cannot wait to sit down on a Friday and Saturday night when football finally starts for the Patriots. Yes. We love Cannot it. wait, bro. I'll, be, I'll have a laptop. i have a little beer with me. It'll be it'll be nice. It'll be very nice. It's it really this offseason. We should periscope some of these games. We should we should we should we should get suspended on Twitter for it too. No 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 no. But I mean like live um, commentary on them. (laughs) I can't wait. Yeah, I'll do the. I'll do. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. uh, Live Isaiah win chat. (laughs) People tune in. Has he followed you back yet? No, I get to, actually I gotta start tweeting him a little bit more. I've been lacking. He probably he probably stopped thinking about me. Oh, there was a great Trent Brown tweet today. No, why did I miss this? I think I unfollowed him. It was, I got he, mad the other night. Why? That's weird. He just made me mad. I was just thinking about yeah. Trent Brown breaking up with me and going to the Raiders, and it made me mad. <laughs> no, they had um, uh, it wasn't a Trent like a tweet from Trent Brown. It was a tweet from a Raiders beat reporter of. Um, like seven days until training camp, and it was a picture of Trent Brown with one of the sevens on his jersey crossed off, 
and um, just the other seven because, you know, seven days. And it was Trent Brown with a big smile on his face, stretching during practice. Yes, at least they're memeing beautiful, him Beautiful, beautiful, like man. I like to see that they're memeing him correctly. I was worried about that. I was like, man, you yeah. really got really a big box of memes you can go here. And now they're doing it. I like it. We'll never lose the Trent Brown memes. Or memes. No, just memes. No, the memories. Oh. Uh, should I end this, should I end this with a with a nice little paragraph? Please do. Do the honors. Well, in case you guys haven't heard, you're at AFC. I have some bad news. You're gonna get your butt kicked this year by the New England Patriots. They're gonna win 14 games. They're gonna be up by 30 points in a lot of them. There's gonna be a lot of high fives, a lot of touchdowns. A lot of Tom Brady not playing in the fourth quarter. A lot of Jared Stidham. People are going to be wondering if Jared Stidham's the next guy because he's going to be playing so much because Tom Brady's going to pass for like six touchdowns every game in the first half. All to Nikhil Harry. Isaiah Wynn's going to be an all-pro. Nikhil Harry will be the cover of Madden next year, and you will all <laughs> weep. Gronk will not be missed at all, by the way. We'll, we'll, we will love this life after Gronk so much because Nikhil Harry and Josh Gordon are so good that we won't even think about him anymore. We will no longer miss him. Oh, oh baby. Oh, yeah. I love it when you talk to me like that. <laughs> All right, Alonzo. I think we covered everything pretty well. That's defense, special teams, offense on the last podcast. Should we preview our, our next podcast, Alonzo? Should we tease it out? Actually, well, we just recorded this earlier than I thought we would. So we should do the we can do the five things. Right now? No, 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 not now. Um I mean we the plan was to record this podcast like later on next week. We just did it today on Friday. So we could do the five things next week, and that could be our next pod. What do you exactly. think? Yeah, exactly. Let's, Let's do it. So okay, the people, we're going to do five things that could derail the Patriots season. It's going to be epic. It's going to throw everyone into a frenzy. Should we, should we just go ahead and say we're removing Tom Brady from the list? Because that's too obvious. Can we just say we're removing like body parts from the list? Because like, injuries, injuries to key players. We'll we'll talk about that later. Yeah, injuries. It's always injuries. The answer is always injuries. But we'll get deeper on into that. Exactly. On it, it's not going to just be like, well, if Julian Edelman gets hurt, exactly, will be bad. No, that's, that's right. way too obvious. We're gonna do something like, it, well, it's you know, Gilmore gets hurt. We've been checking out the UV index, and we're pretty sure that. Nico Harry might get abducted by aliens tomorrow. And we're really worried right. about it. And this could be this could absolutely derail the Patriots season because they'll be way worse without Nokia Harry. Nikhil Harry storms Area 51. And oh no. I will follow you there, sir. You just hit me up and I'll get all of my militia, my Pat's militia, onto this. We will all be at Area 51. Pat's militia. We will all be at Area 51 to protect your honor, Harry. I will take a bullet for you if I need to, or a laser. I will face the government. There's not one thing I will not do for Nikhil Harry. Just name it. Name name the price. I'm there. 
<laughs> we love are to you? see it. Are you? I'm down. I'm down. I'm down. Uh, no. I'll protect Nikhil Harry. You can't Harry. say I'm down. I'll, you have to be really bro, passionate I'll protect, about it. I'll protect Nikhil Harry. It's Nikhil Harry. Harry. You know what? I just want to say, at, at points during the season, people are going to be saying to Nikhil Harry, we just cannot stand for this. We can stand for it with the cross-eyed running back. We actually stand for it very much. But not Nikhil Harry. <laughs> Our timelines, bro. Our timelines when the cross-eyed running back has two catches going into November. Oh, brother. And, and, 200, and 220 carries. And the Patriots are averaging 17 points per game. And they're somehow like, they're somehow like eight and two. That that feel when Damian Harris has a nice catch and run, and you look at my Twitter and see what I'm doing. Oh it's it's going to be five tweets, and they're all going to be gifts of Damian Harris. You're going to tweet them all with your boner. Oh, Damian Harris boner. Anyway, Nikhil Harry, we're going to stand him all year. Isaiah Wynn, Josh Gordon, of course, Josh Gordon. Who are the other, Who are the other ones? We need We need like a solid defensive player to stand. Uh, just a solid defensive player. It's it's Steph Gilmore. It's Steph Gilmore. That's all. I mean, Steph Gilmore. Steph Gilmore. We always stand Steph Gilmore. It's not. We always it's stand. Not it's not Wino. No, 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 no. I know who it's gonna be. Oh, you're gonna love it. It's the heir to Trent Brown. It's Mike Pennell. A really We're large. We're gonna man. stand the shit out of Mike Pennell. He's gonna be. It's just gonna be a really. He's probably gonna wear like. He's a humongous like a, human. He seems like the kind of guy to me. I don't know him. He seems like the kind of me. Instead of wearing the Trent Brown nice suits, like he's just gonna wear a Snoop Dogg hoodie and some headphones. I don't know, just me. Oh, he he won't be as cute as Trent Brown, but he's just such a massive guy that we're gonna love him. He's gonna look absurd in all those practice pictures, and (laughs) there will be there will be shots of him during the game, like just standing next to Lawrence Guy, where Lawrence Guy looks like a running back. (laughs) <laughs> and we'll love him. We'll love Mike Pennell. We will stand Mike Pennell. Jamie Collins. We'll obviously stand Jamie Collins. Yeah, Jumbo after, after Jackson. Just hating on him. After hating on him, we're back. Oh no, no, you, no, you were the one that hated on him. No, nah, we. It was we. It was we. Well, you started it, so I just kind of went with it. What? <laughs> All right, Alonso. Good podcast overall. Even though you had you missed some players and you put some cowards in there, and I wasn't too happy about it. Field or set still making the team. That really makes me very unhappy for you, field or set stands, which absolutely disgusts me. Uh, you disgust. Just, uh, uh, okay, Bryson. Sure, fine, whatever. I love you, brother. Um, field or set. I, Fildor Bad at football. Fildor said. The deflation yeah. suck. <laughs> All right, see you on that. Uh, see you, bud.